With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, since we started to do these podcasts live, there's been like a level of hecticness on my Tuesday nights that was never there before of just running around, you know, going, got to get this ready, got to get that ready, sit down, get it started. But um, it's now every Tuesday night. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 13th of February, 2024. I've always wanted to do this. It's uh Yep, it's Pancake Day. <laughs> Lads, listen, I love that. I've always wanted to put that in the podcast. <laughs> We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your normal podcast providers. If you're watching on YouTube, send us a message down the side. Tell us what you had in your pancakes today. <laughs> Likewise, like and subscribe if you enjoy what we do, and or leave us a review on Spotify or on um Apple Podcast on this week's show. Four points in a, in a bruising weekend in Scotland. Uh, we'll discuss the results and more. Uh, it was a hat trick for Daniel Tedesco on Sunday. We'll have him join us to discuss his season. Um, Andrew Dixon will be with us. That's always good crack. And uh, it's a rare midweek game and a jaunt to Manchester uh, with them returning at the weekend, which means we'll be speaking later in the show with Matt Ginn. Uh, we'll have the news, dops, and all that crack. Like I say, if you're watching, send us a note. If you're watching YouTube or Facebook, join in the live chat or at AVFTV on Twitter. What was in your pancakes, Debbie? To be honest, Paddy, like you say, I feel criminally underprepared tonight. And I was sitting at the in the kitchen making pancakes whilst um, cutting goals and fights and all sorts. <laughs> 
So I had a little golden syrup and half a lemon just squeezed with a fork. Just nice. old school, mate. Nice. Simon, pancakes, what do you have? Is that how you squeeze your lemons? Is it? No, just give proper chopping, give it a... Yeah. No, um, I don't like lemon and pancakes, to be honest. What? Um, I had a wee bit of Nutella, actually, and it was... I've never tried it with Nutella before. Jasmine made them earlier on. And uh, yeah, they were quite tasty, actually. But I had to call tech support uh, before to just obviously we're a couple minutes late and tech support came in and saved the day. Um, <laughs> I, Big thanks to Jasmine. It's a, I, sorry, tech support. Sorry, I, tech, tech support. support. So she's uh, she's thinking, she's all pleased with herself. You know, she knows. I said, I got this MacBook a few weeks ago. I'm still trying to find my way around it. to switch it on. What's that? Can't switch no, it on okay. yet. Switching it on. I'm already getting the switching the thing on. It's literally don't don't start. I just haven't had time to get in like get uh, the uh, Apple Geniuses yet. But um, yeah, I'll find a way to get it done at some point. But um, yeah, Jasmine's probably very close to. I think she's she doesn't want to show me because I think she's aiming for getting a free MacBook out of it. So there's a strong chance I might just go back. This, and make yeah, MacBook. it's like this does this doesn't work. You may as well have it. That sort of thing. Yeah. Not a bad tactic to be honest with you. It's not, and the thing about it is, she's learned from the best. Like so, it's one of those ones where I can't really say she's stroking me, but uh, yeah, she's she's probably going to get a MacBook out of it. <laughs> Fantastic, right, gentlemen? Uh, I jumped to Scotland over the weekend. Let's get stuck in. It was the uh, a trip on Saturday evening to face the Glasgow clan, um, and after what was basically a a slow start. Um, a three the the clan uh, stretched out to a three nothing lead in about ten minutes through Luke Lynch and two from Michael Pellich. but then you know the other goals came from Matt Barry and Dyson Stevenson because the Giants scored eight. Uh, Henrik Eriksson, David Goodwin, Matt McLeod with two, Aaron Azarian, Goodwin with a second, Kieran Long, and our guest later in the show Daniel Tedesco, uh, Tyler Beskarowani, twenty one shots on five goals against the other side, Andy Carolina. 38 shots on, seven goals against uh, your referees were number 20, Pavel Harris, and number 43, Graham Roger. Um, Davey, 3-0 down after 10 minutes, and I'll be honest with you, my hackles were up, and I feared the worst. I was very, very, very happily proved wrong. Not, not, an, ideal, not an ideal start, that's that's for sure. Um, and Besco had a couple of big saves uh, mixed, mixed in with that 3-0 um, scoreline. Um, we had our opportunity as well. Let's not get wrong. Caroline came up with a couple of big saves in that early part of the game as well. Um, but a 3-0 down after you know 10 minutes away, you go into these games with a certain level of expectation. And and unfortunately, we came out in the wrong side of those 3-0s. Adam Keith called a, a, a timely timeout, I guess. And um, as we've seen him do a, a number of times, read the Red Act, and, and this time it got a, a, a fairly instant reaction. And... We started clawing our way back in, and I think that's probably the the big positive to take away from the game is just how we clawed our way back into it, and you know just never give up and chipped away at it, and then obviously got ourselves in the lead and got pegged back again, but we're able to find something inside. To, as I think Adam said, and as one of his post matches previously, whenever they got it back to four each, we might have we might have crumbled a bit, but this team's starting to to come together with a little bit of grit at at a right good time down the stretch towards the playoffs here. So. Um, you know, to come from three 0 down and and score, it's always always pleasing. Simon, you know, I think you know. Obviously, you know, I've taken away from going on to Twitter. I used to go on to Twitter and vent and this sort of thing. Now I just vent the blue boys. And you you see that three 0 and you think, oh, where's this going? But it shows that you know we were able to regroup. We were able to get the clan. And to be honest, the clan weren't great. 
it, it's like we just literally stayed in the bus for the first half of the period. Um, terrible start. Uh, you know, you, you you're taking the, the first goal on the power on the power play, um, and and just it's very slack, very very slack. Um, but as as Davy touched on there, you know, Adam picking up a um a call for um. You know, getting the time out in ten minutes in the game, which again, it's never ideal because sometimes you need to hold those angles until they they handle the game, and you might never know when you might need it. But it was a really good recovery. Davy kept texting me. He texted me for three 0 down. He said we need the next goal, um, and we got it. And then he said, he literally copied that one, put it by the way, says on again. Um, and then you know you're you're literally back to the three three. Um, and when we got it back to three three, to be honest, that second period from us was probably one of our best 20 minute periods the whole season we absolutely dominated i think they had two shots on i think it said five on the game sheet but i'm pretty sure the two shots on target um besco didn't have anything to do at all uh, in the second period and we absolutely dominated them and five on five we were just outstanding uh for 50 minutes of the game we get it back to i think it got it back to four four at one point and then again we got a really timely goal um some good performances uh that really stood out as well and then scoring those important goals when it comes along and and uh, you know sometimes you don't know who scores them it, it, it takes deflections and they're not called properly but it's um it's it's important that you know you just keep on getting one game at a time and I was talking to Laura Small after the game and we're saying you know it's a great recovery coming back from three 0 down but we need to go again tomorrow we need to get on our run if anything more for confidence than. Uh, I've said before that for me the league's over. Sheffield are, are ranting away the league and, and fully deserved. But um, for us, for me, I just think that we really need to get on a run to try and improve um, score goals, which has been a bit of an issue. Obviously, getting eight in that game, you know, and let's be honest, we probably could have scored more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, getting those eight goals was important, and then obviously that led into Sunday took a bit of confidence and trying to find the net. But uh, it, it was good to see that we, we managed to to, um, to claw out a result when, let's be honest, a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, when you're three 0 down, you are not winning that game. So that that I took that as as really positive, um, and obviously that led into something. Davey, you take into account that we were missing obviously the international players who were off with Team GB and Team Japan, and we did get uh, Tedesco back for this game. But you know how much of this was down to us being good and the clan or the clan struggling? Uh Paddy, you can only beat what's put in front of you on, on any given on any given night. And uh, you know to say the clan were bad, they were three 0 up against us, so that that, that took a. You know, it took a winning performance in 50 minutes. We had to come from 3-0 down and we, we managed to do it. Yeah, the clan have got, um, the clan have probably got some issues defensively there that they'll want to tighten up on, maybe turn the puck over a wee bit too easy at times. Um, I can't remember who got interviewed in the second period break. He said that, you know, that they needed to go back to what they were doing at the start of the game, which was getting it in deep behind us, trying to make us turn and go and play in our zone. In the second period, you know, we, we dominated Probably all three zones, but certainly the offensive zone. We we kept them pinned down there. That'll you know that'll tie up with what Simon saying there about the shot count. If they're two hundred feet from our goal, they can't score goals. So, you know the best way. And if I look back at that, I know it turned out into a defeat. That that game home to the Blaze just before Christmas in the Challenge Cup, and we don't like to talk about it. But that middle period, you know, really really dominant. And this game the same, just really turned it on the par that we we'll have. 
And as you say, Paddy, no Ben Lake, no Davy Phillips, who else? No Sean Norris, no Jackson Whistle. Still, still missing our captain, etc. From that, so all good positives with um, you know, start filling the net here. Try and be a wee bit tighter. It's not so much tighter. Like you go and you can see three goals away. The clan, that's okay because if you've got the firepower to go and score more than three, it's the speed we're starting games, and uh, we've been guilty of you know putting ourselves in positions where we just can't come back. One game against Cardiff Devils springs to mind earlier in the season, which just game over before you get a chance. It's not actually that many weeks ago, didn't we get really? Badly beat by the number of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, where you just get maybe four behind and you, you know, game over against a, a strong team. You go four down against the Glasgow clan, you're still thinking we're in this. You go four down against the Cardiff Devils, the game over, so or Sheffield Steelers or someone like that. So, you've got to be really strong to start these games because you can't give really, really good team starts. Simon, obviously, this week for the clan as well, Kylie's gone, Kevin Ledscook's come in after a bit of a cameo at Fife. But there, there's certainly unrest. You know, you, I, you know, you don't need to listen to what we say. I know that the clan chat and also the the lads on um the clan from the stands podcast went through go through this in detail. If you want to know more, anybody listening. But there is unrest in in Glasgow as they have slipped into the bottom two. Is that a surprise? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was a lot of expectation in Glasgow this year. Um, obviously with new ownership group and and uh, you know they they brought. <laughs> A load of new players, and um, but they're like, I'm not, I'm not here to criticize any other club, um, with regards to what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. The, the bottom line is they're in a hole and and they're in the wrong end of trying to get out of it right now because the Chiefs keep on seeing to be they're, they, they've been in winning positions, not just against us, but they've been in winning positions and they've found a way to lose. I've seen Jason Morgan's interview the other night, he looks like a big man. Um, you know, he, he certainly wasn't happy. He's calling out guys who aren't, you know, performing. And and I think that's the case. Whereas earlier in the season, at one point, I'm pretty sure they were top of the league, um, you know, back in October and, and playing very well. They, they beat us um, once earlier in the season as well. And um, I just feel that, that, you know, it's it's a difficult season for and it, 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 anybody can beat anybody on any, any particular night, maybe apart from Sheffield, because they just, they're on a roll right now. But, um, you know, when they lost, I, I think they lost a couple of games there against Fife a few weeks ago. Fife and I are out of the bottom, um, uh, bottom two um, and into that playoff spot. And if they don't get to the playoffs, that's a major, major letdown for them this year, in my opinion. Yep. But, um, you know, and look, we've had Murph on a couple of times this year and, and obviously he's playing a big part up in, in Glasgow right now as well. So um, it's, it's one of those ones where they need to get it right and they need to get it right quick. You mentioned that uh, Jason Morgan chat. Let's, let's hear from both coaches after this game. Yeah, certainly happy with the, the fight back and the no quit. Um, like I said, uh, probably a couple months ago, we get real deflated with that start and then with the fact that they, you know, they got one back there, that fourth one. And maybe we go away, but this, you know, last month or so, we've been dropping some games, but we've had some some fight back and no quit, and that's a real positive sign. Obviously, again, we need, we still need to clean things up defensively, um, but obviously a little bit, little explosion of offense, which is always nice to see as well. And like I said, a, a gutsy comeback performance. So certainly proud of the guys for that. Uh, and you know, the, the challenge now is to follow it up with a, a better performance tomorrow. Um. Got off to a good start that we wanted. Um, I mean, it's a 
you're playing the you're playing the treble winners from last year. They're a good hockey team, and and uh, we get up three one there in the first, and then they they turned up their work and compete level. We didn't match it. Second period, puck management or D zone, uh, we got outworked, and that was the result of it. You know, we scratched and clawed there in the third. You know, tied up, chip away, and it's just our, uh, the puck management. Certain guys battle and compete level. Certain guys isn't what it needs to be. We've seen this quite often in the last few weeks as well. I mean, frustration levels for you must be so high right now. Yeah, hundred percent. It's frustrating. It's uh, it's frustrating when you watch some of your, you know, part of your team battle and compete and and do whatever it takes night in and night out, and others don't. There's a man. There's a man who seems quite beaten in uh, in as you say says in in Jason Morgan. And the highlights from this game are available on YouTube from Clan TV. We crack on and we move to the following night in Dundee. Dundee had just travelled up from a game in Guildford. We spoke to Mark Lefebvre last week, uh, and we went into this game bruising encounter for the Belfast Giants, but a three-two win nonetheless. Uh, it was a, t- a hat trick for Daniel Tedesco with uh, Rinaldi and Harms scoring the two for Dundee. In Nets, Tyler Besker only 43 shots on two goals against. And it was 21-year-old Lucas Burney from Chertsey, 31 shots on three goals against Daniel Ferguson, Toby Craig, your two refs. Um, Simon, uh, at the end of the first period, Adam Keefe thanked Tyler Besker because of, if it wasn't for him in that first period, we could have been in a bit of difficulty. I, I thought it could have been in, in more than a bit of difficulty. Besco was, was great and sort of Besco of all. I, I don't think it's a secret and, and he'll probably pull his hands up first of all to say that he hasn't been the way he was, I mean, last season for us. And, uh, you know, when he came in last January, he was, I don't want to say unbeatable, but near enough unbeatable. Um, and uh, he sort of struggled for a bit of form this year. And and that's that's not just the goaltender's fault. That starts in front of him. That starts with the forwards. It starts with D and and basically works its way back. But, you know, it was, it was you get the opportunity to go in front on the power play. Another thing we've struggled with this year, but Tedesco in the last month, you know, you're, you're talking about um, player of the months and, and what have you. He's going to be right up there this month uh, for player of the month. He's had some really big, uh, big games and scored some really important points. Uh, but getting that first one against Dundee, in Dundee this year, they've been really, really good. Um, you know, they've got some big results. Uh, but you know, obviously, when the, you just see it there on the screen, when the, that puck pops out front, left-handed on the right side, uh, it's always a nice spot to be in. So, getting the goal, getting the first goal was really important. But then you see, you know, they obviously dug deep, got back into it again, um, and uh, we you know we go up and, and take a, just in the second period, managed to get a really timely goal as well against the runner form. I think it's fair to say there's not many teams this season have outshot us, um, but. Dundee were definitely one of the ones on Sunday. And I, th- I looked at the, the report um, on Monday morning, and I think it was five goals was the expected. Davey knows more about the, the stats side. I'll leave that to him. But, you know, they were expected to score five goals minimum, uh, 5.29, I think it was. Um, but I thought it was really important. Again, you, you talk about the win on Saturday, carrying that confidence in. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys carrying niggles, missing a lot of guys for GB, as you say. Sato was there, but he, he just didn't get it back in time to, to play, I believe. And, um, you know, you, you get pick up an, another win in a tough building to go to. Great night for Daniel Tedesco, picking up a hat trick. 
uh, his first of the season. Again, hopefully that'll uh, lead him into uh, more um, goals towards the end of the season. Dizzle Viper, you know, he's been absolutely Tedesco mad over the last couple of weeks. I want to call him out. Uh, even Andrea and Andrea, but we had the, the golf night last Wednesday night, and he was saying that you know he's Tedesco's biggest fan right now. And we all know trying to keep Michael, you know, happy is it's <laughs> uh, probably number one priority for Andrea, Andrea alone. But um, you know, for him to come out and basically say he's been having a really good game, there are others still on the Tedesco bandwagon of of um, you know help giving them a hard time, but they're, they're going to pay attention to him. So um, great to see him getting a hat trick. Really good to. You know, to, to you know, going into this this important part of the season to get some form together as uh, we chase down the stretch and and uh, hopefully, hopefully get ready for um, potential one trophy at the end of the season. Davy, a bruising encounter. Can you hear us, Davy? There's Davy frozen. frozen. Is he frozen out? Looks like it. I know he's been having a few issues there, but I, there were a few issues says in this game with regards to hits and. Um, we lost three players. Yeah, um, David Goodwin, um, Henrik Eriksson, and Aaron Azarian all leaving the game um, with hits to the head. And um, it, it's disappointing. You never want to see a player go down, no matter what side he's on, but especially with a hit to the head. And again, there's, there's I, I don't think there was penalties on any of them. Um, it's, no, it's you know, it's it's... The officials that like we know, the officials don't have the eyes in the back of their head, and and uh, it's um, they don't see everything that's happening on the ice. But there was one that I seen on the um, on on the video itself of Hank um, Henry Garrison, as some people don't know his nickname, Hank um, out front walk or drive, they're skating out of the zone, and I think it's feeling that comes in. It is, of, you know, unloads on him as, as if it's you know it's. Uh, he sort of did it as if he didn't see him coming, but let me tell you, he's looking straight at him. Um, and Hank doesn't get up, and he's face down on the ice. His wife, move. his wife and family are watching that game in home in Sweden. That is never nice to see. Um, but, look, it's, it's it's a difficult game. And, look, I've been critical of the officials, but, again, I get that they, you know, they don't see everything. But it's a recurring theme in that game. The three players are hit to the head. That's not acceptable. The, the frustration for me watching this game back as well as the hits to the head, and I know you know, Toby, big fans, you know, we know Toby Craig listens in, so you know, you may want to switch off, Toby. Um, but the, <clears throat> there was a frustration where I think it was Jacob Friend takes a slashing minor, two minute slashing minor, as he spins, his stick comes around, strikes the player on the um, strikes the player on the pads, and he gets a two minute. Seemed a bit soft, but you get them called, and then you go down the other side, and they're on the power play, and you got Harms, who is more or less two-handing. Uh, the play, I can't remember who it was of ours. who was on the edge of the crease, two-handed, and, and cross-checking the back with the referee standing there watching. And there's just no level. The frustration comes with the level of consistency and and being able to you know have the level of consistency that we can. If you see this, like I can take a soft penalty, absolutely. I'll be annoyed by it, but just sit back and you'll go, it's okay. A soft penalty is called. Well, you get them, you get them, and they'll get them. But when you don't see them being reciprocated, when you see similar incidents happen and you don't see them come back, that's where the frustration comes, not just amongst the players, but you know, amongst the fans who are watching in. And you know, granted, there's a there's a, again referring you out to another podcast, but the three on three guys spoke to Tom Darnell today uh, on their show today, and and Darns hasn't been spoken to since he um since 
uh, hasn't had a phone call since he uh, since he retired as a as a resource to come in and sort of give advice and give help. But you know, he's sort of highlighting the fact that there are things that could be done to help with the distancing and with the the sort of um, the building of the referees. Which you know, and I'll bring Davy back into this, Davy. You know. Uh, Sam's just been talking about the hits and the, like the one on Hank and stuff. I'm referring to the fact that sometimes referee inconsistency just isn't there. Um, <clears throat> I didn't hear what Simon obviously said about the hit on Henrik Eriksson. It's one of those. Uh, what what I, were you I, saying I there, Sam? Said, sorry, I just said that I've seen the, the clip from the GoPro behind the net. Yep. Hank's getting out of the zone and to me, Salem knows exactly what he's doing. Think so. He comes in and makes contact with Hank, who is oblivious to, to seeing what's happening, and Hank is face down in the ice. And that is one thing that I absolutely hate to see. No matter what color jersey he's wearing, I'm not saying this because he's a Belfast Giants player. I've seen too many players face down on the ice, which I always think about the people that are watching at home. So they're whether it's their parents, their their brothers or sisters, or their kids, and on. And even you know they're their partners, and it's it's horrendous to see your your loved one basically face down on the ice. That's never a nice thing to see. I don't know if we'll have that clip to, to show it, but it's it's a it's on the top a terrible play by Fagan. And I, and I think that's the one where Jacob Friend steps in and gets a five minute major for for fighting with him. And that's you know what you want you want your teammates standing up for him. And players, if they see a hit like that and they know they don't drop the gloves for nothing. They don't drop the gloves. And let's be honest, we haven't dropped the gloves an awful lot of times this season. We've been criticized for it on, on occasion. But Friendy knew that that was a bad play by Phelan, and he dropped the gloves and uh, got stuck in. And uh, for me, I've, I've spoken to Hank in the last couple of days, and he's not in, he's not in great shape. Um, you know, he's, he's he's very, very sore, and he's not feeling the best. And, and I was texting him there about 20 minutes Lord, ago. Keep for it on site as well. Paratino sends All it right. across for Ronaldo in a tremendous interception. It's got a lot of play here, Simon. Whoa, big hit in the yeah. centre. I don't think a whistle here yet. Yeah, Eriksson is not moving at all. Oh, we're going to get a fight as well. We have a fight in progress. It's it's going to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Helmet is already off. Gets in the uppercuts as well. And they always, both go crashing to the um, ice. So, Fred I always like the, the referees put the whistle on their pocket. That's For me, that's great. That's just, again, that guy's play. Let them, let, them, let them sort themselves out. Hank's still laying down. I mean, that, that's 30, 35 seconds. He hasn't moved. That's not acceptable. I, I don't know, again, if I don't I don't think there was a penalty on the play. I, have, I actually haven't looked at it. Um, no, I think there wasn't. A five -minute major for fighting. There wasn't. But I, I, I don't even know if that can be looked at by the, the league. I, I, I really don't know which way that stands. It's, it's it, a difficult the hits, one. The hit's just coming here now. Sorry for dragging it out here, but the hit's just, but I promise it is. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's one of it's one of those hits as well. It's, and I've watched it a few times myself, and I sometimes go from think, oh here it is. Yeah, I want to believe that Phelan doesn't see it. Steps out of the way of the so there's another guy come right says in the sort of cross, and he takes a little jump. I want to believe he doesn't mean it, um, but it's 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 a it's a horrible hit for Henrik to take there, and obviously, as you have said, he's still not feeling the greatest and. It's, it's just one of those. It looks, it looks like an accidental collision because Phelan doesn't look like he's he's looking past Hank for where the puck is. I disagree. A, 
I think uh, he was. no, I, that, and, and that's fine. That's that's me not do, wanting do think, to believe. I, do I think that he meant to hurt him and, and make him face down on the ice to get assistance? No. Do I think he made to make contact? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I think it was feeling was also involved in the hit with David Goodwin, um, and and actually our first our first goal. Um, Goody keeps the puck in the in the zone and feeling hits him. I think his, his head bangs off a plexi as well. So that's two. Is or an Adam, you know, mentions the three guys that got um, left the game with with head injuries and and obviously Nas later in the game, which is, it's not on the it's not on the main game camera. So I haven't seen a replay of it. It's just. Literally just off the side. Highlights come the... out from them, do you? Not yet. <laughs> the game tape's gone yet. missing. Uh, <laughs> um, that camera's no doubt faulty. But um, listen, all we can do is wish these three guys, you know, speedy recoveries. It's not nice to see anybody as your teammates, your 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 own team getting injured. But I say, interesting to see it. Uh, you know, when Jacob stood, stepped in there, no no instigator call, which I love to see. No instigator call on it. So you know, just two guys throwing them down and sorting it out there and then but just hope Jake or hope that uh, I think it's going to be okay let's get the uh, let's get the uh, coach's take on this game yeah I thought uh, Dundee certainly had the better first period um, you know and Besco was very strong to keep us in that period keep us we get out of that it's 1-1 uh, after that the second period we, we end up losing um you know, three players essentially. You know, we'll have to look back at the videos to see what exactly happened there. But um, you know, we had guys step up. Mason, young Mason Alderson had a great game for us. You know, he did everything right. We had two defensemen playing center, um, and, and you know, a couple guys playing banged up. So it was great to see that uh, in in a time of need like that, that everybody kind of. S- pulled together uh you know jacob friend kind of stepping up for a teammate and fighting there and obviously that put us down in another body so everybody was kind of pulling the rope today uh it wasn't pretty that's for sure you know that's what we talk about on the road sometimes they don't need to be pretty but you got to find a way and uh they did that and you know we'll take a four-point weekend that's for sure yeah i'm not down on the guys at all it's uh we gave a full effort tonight and uh, we performed like that most nights we're going to get more victories it's uh Fell a little short in the end there. Um, and I thought both goalies were great tonight. Both Busco and Briner tonight, uh, you know, were outstanding. And, um, you know, we had over 40 shots on net tonight. We just didn't capitalize on our chances. Just actually on that, just a quick note, a quick note on Lucas Bryan coming in, obviously 21 years old, English lad from from, from Church. He has come in and not played many games, but I didn't think he did too badly, did he? Made a couple of big saves. I see he got uh, number one save in, in the saves of the week on the IHL website there today or Twitter there today. Um, he 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 went east to west very well. I thought um, he made some saves he had no business saving. So you know he he did really well there when he was called upon. Yeah, it's good to see a young lad like that come through the system. Yeah, and he played a couple of weeks ago as well. I think it was against Cardiff and had a really strong yeah. game. It's good that you know you've got um, Mark Lefebvre not afraid to put him in. Um, I have no idea what's wrong with Kevin Carr, but you know, you, when you're your goalie of that experience, you you want to try and ride him as much as possible. But it's uh, it's a difficult one, and you know, when you you need to try and give kids an opportunity, and and you know, Fife have had Andy Little in a couple of games this season when they had Shane a uh, one out. But uh, yeah, there's there's some really good British goalies around the league right now, and they just need to be getting chances for sure. Probably, uh, how, probably, uh, Paddy, nothing more than. 
a whatever an eight hour bus trip to Guildford and back and they'd pick points up there and you know I think uh, Mark had said that he, it just has to be a continual for them picking up points every week against Key so they sort of picked up a point not going to say that they were they were happy to throw a game against Belfast away but they were happy to you know they got their points for the weekend and they were happy to give the young lad a go and he gave them a like he gave them a chance to to stay in the game and, and even possibly win the game but we just had that little bit more offense for them good for us you know the highlights in this game eventually i'm sure will be available from uh dundee stars tv on youtube listen they're not C- out the minute. C- cynical patrick cynical <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure they'll be available and it is only cheesy like give him a break Tuesday. As, as someone <laughs> said they're they're just got a got them down to about 45 minutes now that do like a highlights package up there <laughs> and we're going to crack on lads with our first guest of the evening um it was a four goal weekend for him in a four point weekend for the belfast giants with a hat trick against the dundee stars as we said on sunday please welcome to view from the bridge daniel tedesco how are you doing mate hey guys i'm doing well how about you not too bad turn, turn your uh, 90 degrees fill the screen there hold on a second there we go, there yeah, we go. go. That's Yep, a a, a hat trick on a hat trick on Sunday. We'll goal on Saturday. He must have been happy with the weekend. Yeah, uh, obviously it was a good weekend. Um, still trying to recover from the week I had. It was pretty hectic. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the details of what I did, but it was it was a lot. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a great weekend and. Uh, Good for the team to get four points. Um, I I don't remember the last time we won on a Sunday. I I heard stats. It was a long time ago. The uh, obviously you know you, you mentioned there you know it was a bit of a training camp with 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 Italy and then coming back into the lineup. You know it's uh, how, how do you deal with that with your guards yourself your conditioning and coming in the well, that that's a tough week. Yeah, it was uh, one of the longest weeks of my career for sure. I, I was there from Monday to uh friday and i played thursday and friday night and then uh after the game friday i took a shuttle to munich um got there around 3 30 in the morning for i remember and then uh met the boys in glasgow saturday afternoon and and then i uh, played saturday sunday so i've never played four games in four days but honestly i didn't it wasn't too bad it was just the travel at wasn't fun <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say daniel sunday night was the night it's been coming for a while i know i was thinking about you actually <laughs> you're, you're saying to me at coventry and i was like yeah let's hope this is the night but <laughs> yeah i guess sunday was the night but it must it must feel um it's been a long time coming. I know hat tricks aren't all that important personal stat but it's more about the team winning but you know without the goals the team doesn't win mm-hmm yeah um obviously i went through a pretty tough stretch so um i think i kind of found my form a few weeks ago and uh it's it's been a bit of a relief because you know the team kind of relies on me to produce offense and um i know that wasn't really happening for a while so it kind of felt to be able kind of felt good to be able to you know contribute and help the team win games because you know, scoring goals is fun, but when you can score a hat trick and win the game, like that makes it that much better. And does that just 
Daniel, does that just make everything a wee bit easier? Does that make the jersey a wee bit lighter, the stick a wee bit lighter? Just everything, just on a day to day basis, a bit happier going to the rink. A hundred percent. It's uh, it's stressful when you're in a slump. You know, like this is my job. This is what I mm. I do. You know, like I'm here to score goals and, like I said, produce offense. So it's never fun to not do well at your job. And you know, like when things do turn around, it's just a big relief. Um, I mean, everyone, everyone has been happy for me and it's just been a little bit less stressful day to day, like you said. So, yeah, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> Terry, talk us through the, uh, training camp and, and with Italy, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to get away and get a wee bit of a, I was going to say break, but you probably skated more this week with Italy and what you have done with the Giants over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's always fun going to the camps. Uh, get to see some guys that I don't really get to see as much anymore. Uh, some old teammates and some uh, some other buddies of mine. Um, but the camp was good. I showed up on Monday. Um, we had an optional practice, which obviously I, I took the option because we played Saturday Sunday. Um, and then uh, we proceeded to skate twice a day, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then played Thursday Friday. But no, it was a good camp. Uh, we just kind of went over like a lot of uh, like our playbook that they sent us this summer. Um, you know, did a couple of bag skates, but they, it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, they're just trying to get to know everybody. They added a few more Canadian Italian guys. Um, yeah, honestly, it was it was a good experience for me. I get to eat some Italian food again, which I love. Um, I get you can probably imagine how much pasta that was served that week, um, but yeah, honestly, it was really fun. I love going to the camps, and Bolzano's a really cool city too, so that was fun to go to. You know, coming off the, the two wins at the weekend, Glasgow, which we know has been a tough place to go to, and Dundee again, they've been some positive results uh, this season in, in Dundee as well. But you know, it, it's all about the next one up. It, it's you know, you get the first game, you get the first win, you just want to come out and perform the next night. And obviously getting that those eight goals against Glasgow on uh, Saturday evening, um, taking that form into Sunday. Um, started out that rough basketball coming up really big on early on in the first period especially. But yeah. uh, you must be happy with the four points of the weekend. Yeah, of course. Um, even all the, the boys in the dressing room, when we were down 3 nothing, we, we kind of had this feeling that we had earlier in the season where we weren't too stressed or worried about it because we knew we weren't playing bad. We had plenty of chances to score, and it just seemed as if they got the bounces in the first period. Um, so, like I said, we weren't very stressed, and we just kind of played our game, and we, we had a good feeling that we would come back in the game, and obviously – we ended up scoring eight goals, um, which we haven't done a lot this year. And uh, so that was a great result for us. But on Sunday, honestly, at one point, I think we had five forwards and 7D ready to play. So I think I played with a couple of defensemen, everybody, every forward line. Like it was, it was kind of chaos on the bench. So I know Kiefer didn't really expect us to be perfect. Um, we just wanted to get out of that game with a win and and uh, hope that the guys are, are all right. Um, I've, I haven't talked with Hank, but I spoke a little bit with Goody and Naz, and they said they're doing a little better. But 
I'm not a doctor and neither are they. So I guess we'll see what, uh, what happens in the next few days. I don't expect them to see them tomorrow, but who knows, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hope they get better. Uh, bring you back to the to the international side of, of the game, Teddy. You know, you played in Italy for a while. You know, once you came over from 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 North America, but being part of the international setup for you as a player, how proud are you of that? Yeah, I mean, that's. I think I got my passport in college, my Italian passport, for that reason. Um, I mean, I always wanted to play in the national team. I thought it was it was really cool. And as soon as I got to Italy, that was that was my goal right away. And uh, I didn't. And in Italy, you have to play two years. I don't know how it is in GB, but you have to yeah. play two years there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I played my two years, but I was um, mainly in the second league. So my hopes for making the Italian team weren't great. Um. And I, I didn't make the team after my second year. Actually, I think that was the COVID year. But I didn't make it after my third year. And the fourth year, I believe, I got injured. So I got injured at the camp. So I believe I didn't make the team until last year was the first time. So it was kind of a long grind for me to finally make the team. And I don't think many guys make it from the second league in Italy. So it's kind of a cool journey for me. Um, I think I did it in a different way than most guys would. And, uh, I'm pretty proud of being able to do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool experience to be able to play for your home country. How's your Italian? I can understand almost all of it, like a really good amount, but I just, I have no confidence in speaking Italian. I'm not sure why that's, what about yeah, what about the national anthem? I mean, it's one of the best national anthems. The, the, the Italians spelled it out. You know all the words of the national anthem. I know the last word. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important one. Man. That's the important one. Italian yeah. Italian's different. I've been trying. We're we're going on holiday to Italy in a few weeks. I've been trying to learn a bit of Italian on the Duolingo. Can't get a hand of it at all. Can't get a hand of it. It's a difficult one to learn. When I was in Italy, I did Duolingo every day, and yeah, honestly. I think you just have to try and speak it and learn it that way because yeah. like I said, I, but I, I can understand it. Like that helped a lot, but speaking it is so hard. Um, but I need to learn the, the national anthem. You're right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's, let, let's go back to the, the domestic stuff. We'll have to be careful what we say because the Manchester head coaches in the in the green room here and what better not say anything bad about him but obviously um we're we're off to um Aldrin and tomorrow night their gm has given a bit of a rocket of a statement put underneath them this light to try and light a bit of a fire underneath them this week um so we're be expecting a real physical manchester storm straight out of the gates tomorrow night um i saw the letter in a, a statement but i didn't read what it was what was the statement just basically saying, you know, that the, the, the GM sort of demanding a bit more than where they're the, the sort of the position they are in the league, where oh. they should be, and that they're, they're built on a certain structure around that small rink and being big and physical. And he's expecting a little bit more of that, you know, from the guys. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, every time I've played in Manchester, it's physical. Like, there's nowhere to go. The rink is pretty small, um, especially with that. You let guy he's uh he's runs around and and hits everybody in sight um but yeah i mean i i expect 
a physical team every time I go there. So there's nothing really new for me to comment on there. Um, I think we just got to play the way we've been playing the past two games at least. And uh, we'll be fine. And just your job's just to get open and just keep doing what you've been doing this last couple of games. Exactly. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. <laughs> In fact, yeah, he says... David's picking up his first uh, his grade one coaching badge this summer. Oh, yeah. Get loose. Get loose in front there. Get just get free in front. Floor. Just get open, Tata. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm working on it, guys. Good lad. Uh, unless you've got Simon, you got one Simon, I've got one more to go with. And it's um, it's this. Uh, if, if I can share my screen. Uh, that one. Yeah, that's good. You are up for best goal nominee in the Champions Hockey League. Take us, take yeah. us through this. <laughs> take us through it. So the, uh, the it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, well, it kind of was. This was in what September? Or yeah, what? yeah. Uh, honestly, I was exhausted after this. I couldn't even stand up in the pile there. There's five guys holding me up. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was an end of overtime and a long, hard-fought game. So uh, with the goal, I guess those – like, I don't know how I got the puck off the guy at the, at the center ice. Like, I feel like he was about to go on a breakaway or something, and I maybe just got a piece of the puck, and he overskated it maybe. Um, but, yeah, I remember someone saying – maybe it was intermission, like Kiefer saying, like, pump your legs, pump your legs. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I got the puck, I was like, okay, I got to pump my legs here. And uh, I saw Quinn Preston coming up on the right side. He, he felt like he was flying. So I gave him the puck, and I, I honestly I – was, I didn't think he was going to give it back right away. Usually he's a shooter. Um, but when he gave it back, I knew I was going to go backhand because it's just – it's too much movement for the goalie to go back and forth and then back all within like another second or two, right? So, um, how many, yeah, uh, how many, how many nothing, nothing games have you been part of? Because, like, obviously, we go into, we go into overtime, it's nil nil, and it's like you've got yeah. seconds left in the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever played a zero zero game in overtime. Um, but that's just how tight our defense was at that time. Like we were, I felt like we were a brick wall, Besco included. Um, but yeah, like Rebels are a good team. They're, they're usually top of the ice league, and yeah. supposed to be a better league than our league, right? So, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was an amazing victory. I, I watched it again today because I saw that this was uh, available, and I was like, "Oh, that was that was a really fun night." You, you, you only watched it once. Well, yeah, it's on there. Go under the socials, the Belfast Giants socials, on the Champions Hockey League socials. Cast your vote for Daniel Tedesco. It's the for the goal of the tournament. Teddy, listen, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, and uh, good luck tomorrow night and this weekend against the Storm. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me, and I uh, appreciate that. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Big man. thanks to Daniel Tedesco for for joining us. And we crack ahead, as we said. It's a it's a game on Wednesday night, Valentine's night. I get to spend Valentine. I'm looking forward to spending Valentine's with my one true love, the Belfast Giants, in the Aldringham Ice Rink. And oh well, and you, Davey. You know, the, uh, if you're coming up, I was more thinking of the Giants. Are you going, Davey? 
Yeah, we drive up the road. Um, it's two games against the Storm this week, once on uh, Wednesday and once back at the SSE on Saturday. Delighted to welcome back to a view from the bridge, the head coach of the Sunday. Manchester Storm, Matt Ginn. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This Saturday or Sunday, David? Was it, was Sunday. it Sunday? Sunday. Did I say Saturday? I think it's Sunday. That's where my head is at the minute. That's where my head is. Yeah, we're in, we're in Belfast Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, at the at the minute, you guys are having a bit of a rough ride of it. Right, obviously, obviously Davey mentioned, Davey mentioned not that long ago about the um the, the message that was put out by Finner just the other day. You know, saying you know, it's, it's, some of the performance haven't been acceptable. What's your take on um, where you guys are at at this moment in time? Uh, well, just about. I'm probably not going to speak too much on the statement there. I mean, Finner's the boss; he can say whatever he wants. Um, just kind of say our last performance there against Cardiff. Uh, what wasn't good enough wasn't up to our standard, and um, and yeah, outside of that, I think we've kind of gone like most teams had some good runs, some stretch of bad play, a little inconsistency. Probably speaks a little bit to uh, to how tight and competitive the league is, really, after Sheffield. Um, like there's there's no easy nights there, and if you're not at your best, you're you're not going to win that night. So um, obviously, we we had that four game winning streak, and then dropped I think to three in a row now. So um, again, just trying to get a little more consistency in our game. Um, I know we, we weren't happy with how we played against Cardiff there on Sunday. They came in and, and dictated kind of the game in, in our rink, which isn't acceptable. And um, believe me, the, the guys in the room and the staff, like we, we care. We know it uh, wasn't good enough. And um, the good thing about it is it was a quick turnaround at a bit of tough practice today and we'll be ready to go tomorrow. You know, we we, you know, we always joke about you know the, the state of play in that rink and stuff. But how important is it? You, you mentioned it there. You know about you know how Cardiff would come in and dictate, and that's not acceptable. They dictate in your own ice. How important is it that you make your own ice a fortress? Yeah, I think so. I, like at times it, it has been this year, and at, at other times we probably just haven't been uh, been up up to par or good enough. And um, I mean, it's a rink that it, it's impossible to hide out there if you're not battling and competing and winning your battles you you stick out kind of like a sore thumb and I think that was kind of the the instance there on, on Sunday like I, I don't want to say guys aren't working hard but it was maybe that second third effort um kind of some some fatigue whatever it was we it just wasn't a wasn't a good day at the office for us and um like I said good chance to hopefully turn things around tomorrow I think the last time you were on Matt we talked about the <laughs> consistency issue and every team striving for it. I know it's really cliche in hockey because everybody's striving for it and probably apart from Steelers, no one's really found it on a consistent basis as well. You know, as you said, you've gone on a four and then you've lost three. Is it just going to work every day and, and going reiterating those guys at those second and third? It's difficult because you're in that sort of period now where, you know, the league's probably beyond everyone bar Sheffield, you're jostling for places, you're trying to get people fit, you're trying to, you know, one eye on the playoffs. It's, it's a funny stage of the season. Yeah, a little bit. We, uh, You're really not teaching a whole lot of new stuff now. It's just uh, really, fun. again, use that word 80 times, but that consistency in, in yeah. your game and, and how you play. Um, I mean, obviously it's easy to, to keep preaching the right things when you're getting the results and, and, and playing well like we were. And then um, when you drop a couple just to kind of reinforce those good habits and, and remind guys why, why we did have success um, prior and it's uh, kind of doing those little things um, 
consistently again i need to think of a better word than that but <laughs> or something but more Almost more frequently i guess but yeah just right. doing those little things and the, and then reminding guys that's why we had the success uh, we did um i think the the um weekend against fife there we ended up splitting but the even the game we won i thought uh so there were some, kind of some bad habits creeping into our game um and that was after we'd won i think three in a row there whether it was I don't know, guys cheating the game or complacency, I don't think is the right word, but maybe just not quite as, as dialed in or detailed in, uh, in our systems. And um, it was the, that was kind of the message after that is just reminding guys why, why we did have this, that success and kind of take a step back and reevaluate that way. Again, a couple of years of coaching now, you enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Like, like everybody, um, except probably bar Foxy right now, but um, yeah, it's a, you try to try and stay even keel there where you don't get too high or too low. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a blast. I really enjoy it. I was, I was speaking to a couple of Giants players the other day and you know, they're, they're talking about just what they're looking at maybe doing after their careers over. And, and I said to them, I said, guys, listen, stop talking about your career being over. I mean, you're only 26, 27. It's 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 ridiculous these days that these kids are looking for a, a real job when they've got the best job in the world. Um, and it, it it's a short it's a short career. You know, you've you've obviously been in, in, in professional game as a player, now as a coach. Which do you prefer? Which would you would you rather still be playing or would you prefer the coaching side of things? Yeah, definitely playing. I think coach is a, a second for sure, but um obviously with uh Having to retire it wasn't really an option, and and I'm I'm really uh, again thankful for the opportunity I got from from Finner and Jamie at the time, and um, really enjoyed it. It's it's been a great group to to work with again this year, and um, yeah, it, it it's uh, I guess a good fallback option to uh, not being able to play anymore. You were without your captain this weekend. Um, obviously, he was Cam Critchell out, with, out on Team GB duty. How difficult is it to lose a player of his standard on when you're coming? You know, when on what was basically, you know, his his, his debut with Team GB. Yeah, we missed him for sure. Um, I think leading up, uh, not even just on the ice with how he plays, but his leadership. Like he's he's the captain for a reason. Um, he's been a captain through his whole career, basically, and won championships at in junior and, and college and, and whatnot. So um, definitely missed him. And, and going into the last couple of weeks there, his uh, his line had been buzzing pretty good. Um, so we definitely had – then you have to – you lose him, you have to switch the lines and um, obviously weren't able to kind of create uh, the chemistry that, that uh, we, we did in the past or the kind of weeks leading up to it. So enjoying uh, – having him back today and, and back in the lineup there. Um, I'll, I'll drop that one. He will play tomorrow against you guys. I won't, won't hold that one tight to my chest, but he'll be back in there. He's an important, uh, important piece for us. But again, you're, we're happy for him uh, with GB as well. I thought he played really well. Um, I, I don't think it's any secret. He should have been there last year too. Um, pretty kind of black and white there, but it, it is what it is. There's politics, whatnot at, at every level, but, um, I'm really glad that he was able to make it this year and, and play so well for them. Coach, you were just you were listening in when Daniel Tedesco was talking to us, and we're talking about obviously less than 24 hours from now. Actually, 24 hours from now, the game will more or less be over. But in around 20 hours from now, facing off against each other tomorrow night, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to rolling the red carpet out for the boys tomorrow. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, we like uh, we're like I said, we're we're looking to get back on track here. Um, last game, it, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth until uh, until you can correct it. So uh, we know it's going to be a tough tough game. It always is against you guys. Um, I think last time you were in Manchester, I think what are we three four two maybe empty netter or three two, but again a close game. Like could have went either way. Um, had a couple tight tight games in Belfast there where we felt we probably deserved more out of the weekend than the one point that we got. But um, I know you guys are a little banged up too, but that's why you have the the extra import. So we know uh, it'll be a tough game tomorrow. It is every team in the league. It, it'll be a battle out there, and um, we, we just want to put our best foot forward. One more question for me, coach. I hope you don't mind, but uh, from a personal point of view, you know, when you when you when you travel and you know you, you're far from home and, and you're working hard and you and you're doing what you have to do, having those comforts are very important. Um, tell us about Walter. Oh, my dog. Yeah. So uh, he was back with my parents there, and uh, he he just got kind of sick all of a sudden, like he um, lost his eyes, kind of got all red and cloudy, and. They found out he had glaucoma in them and then like the cancer spread and it, it was probably over within three or four days. So at least he, he, he didn't suffer and we had to put him down. But it, it is it, it's tough being across uh, across the world when when uh, you have to do something like that. Um, a, a family loss. I know it's just a, a just a dog, but they're they're a big uh, part of the family. It's not with you on that. Yeah, if you know how close they are and how much they've become a big part of your family. So it was definitely a, uh, a tough couple of days there. You try and get away and, and focus on kind of the hockey side of things. But um, yeah, definitely a tough couple of days there uh, for our family. Yeah, well, condolences on. I know, I know myself what it's like. You know, we've had a few dogs in our time, and you, you come so attached to them, and you know, and when, when they pass, it's like a family member. It is a family member passing yeah. on. So yeah, condolences on that. But listen, we really appreciate your time tonight. Um, I was to say good luck tomorrow. Absolutely not. Yeah, you, you wouldn't mean it anyway. <laughs> you know the drill here. Big team yeah. on time. The, um, the, the uh, but um, we'll, we'll speak to you again. Good luck in the stretch coming in, coming into the season. Yeah, yeah, pre- appreciate it, guys. I'll uh, make sure you dress warm tomorrow, eh? Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, not my first, not my first rodeo down there. No, don't I, you I worry about it. Yeah, yeah no worries. I'll uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow and then Sunday, I guess. Eh? Sunday, yeah, absolutely. Cheers, guys. Big thanks to Matt Ginn once again for joining us on the show. Always great to have him on. (coughs) Um, And we now to bring on another goalie. Come on, we always love inviting on the view from the bridge. Always really good crack. Welcome back, please, Mr. Andrew Dixon. How are you doing, Deco? Not bad, lads. How are you? Turn your phone sideways, mate. Of course, your iPad sideways. Let's let's see in full. Let's see in full HD. Better. Um, Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, look better. <laughs> Bernard Dago, classic. Yeah. Here, how do you, uh, how do you fix your beginner's accent? It's crazy, eh? Very Canadian. <laughs> what were you expecting? Well, I don't know. I've never really spoke to him before, but that's that's proper thick. Anyway, so how's it going tonight? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, just uh University of the day after sort of travel most of the day yesterday, so a little day off, so that's always nice. What was you taking the weekend? Uh, it was tough. I mean, obviously, with the GB guys being away, um, we got off to a 
pretty slow start, I think it's fair to say, in Glasgow. They scored three goals. It was funny because we had chances earlier on. You know, that game could have been you could have went either way earlier on. And then, you know, once we got those three goals uh, back, it sort of all swung back in, in our favour. And, and uh, you know, since there, we feel like we took control of the game. Even whenever they score, you know, we scored straight after. So that's always nice. It hasn't always been the case this year. There's been times this year where, you know, things have gone against us and we've kind of folded. So it's nice to see us sort of bounce back from a little bit of adversity. And then on Sunday night, even more adversity, you know, still short guys. I mean, Kohei got in, but, you know, he'd been on the flight all night, hadn't slept. So he was in no position to play. So there was no point sort of dressing him. Um, get three sort of concussions. I don't know how the guys are doing. They, you know, some, you know, losing guys who so he had defensemen jumping up to play centre um, because we were losing forwards and short benched. But, you know, against a very good Dundee side. I thought Dundee were pretty good. I think they outchanced us. I think they had 29 shots, 25 scoring chances. So we beat the Corsi on that one. Um, so, yeah, another tough game. Um, it was nice to dress both the games. Um, apart from that, yeah, job done. Get back home, get the GB guys back and, and, and you know, try to keep the, the momentum going. David? Deco, obviously, Saturday night, 3-0 down after nine minutes. Did you, yeah. at any point, start to get a wee bit twitchy? Uh, yeah, I was, as a goalie, sort of, I always think fours around the mark, where, where they where they sort of, I mean, it wasn't Besco's fault, you know, it's not like he was no. doing bad, you know, or anything like that there, so it's not, it's, it's, sometimes it's funny, but um, no, I, I, I did, I was, I was getting ready, like, you know, I was sort of mentally, in case I had to go in, um, but uh, you know, thankfully we turned it around and wasn't needed. So I mean, nice to go on the ice and stuff, but it's nice to get a win at the end of the day. Yeah, and what was the rest of the weekend like for you? Is it nice to be back and cut it up again? Yeah, it's probably been a few weeks anyway, at least. Um, I know it sort of dressed a little over Christmas in November, but it wasn't fun dressing in November. I had an ankle injury at the time, so I was sort of dressing and. I sort of knew that if, if, if worse came to worse and I had to go in, I wouldn't be very useful anyway. Um, so so it's nice to be able to back up and know that if you have to go in, you can actually play again. Um, so, no, it was nice nice being in around the team again and, and sort of feeling like I was being useful. Yeah, go. you've been around for a long time now. And, you know, especially the last three or four years, um, we've been ultra successful. This year, with all the injuries and everything, and I know Adam doesn't make many excuses with injuries and what have you, but you know, is there what's your thoughts on on the way this team is setting up now? You know, with a lot of changes, a lot of you know guys getting hurt, a lot of you know, there's there's been a few of obviously, um, you know, their seasons ended um, very early on. Obviously, Mark Garside and and uh, Elijah Barriga, and you keep on forgetting about these guys because they don't see them. Obviously, Barriga's way back to. California, but because they're not about you, sort of, I don't want to say you forget about them, but you know, you sort of just have to concentrate on what's in front of you. But what's your thoughts on the team right now? Yeah, I mean, we're still missing guys right now. We know we've got our captain, Coops, uh, out with a foot injury. I don't know how long he's going to be. Prince, he's out for lower a little body, bit. Lower, lower body, lower body. <laughs> yeah, lower body. Yeah, exactly. Gendron, upper body, lower body, uh, whatever. Um, so, you know, we've, we've, we've definitely got a few guys on the sidelines still. Um, you know, as you, you talked about Bariga and Garside, we're not getting those guys back, unfortunately. I don't, um, and that's just something we've had to deal with. Um, and yeah, obviously, I think touch with everyone from the weekend will be okay. Um, but you're better safe than sorry at the end of the day. Touch with and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a tough year. 
whenever you have the success that we've had, people come to expect it. Um, it's just not that easy to win, especially when everyone's gunning for you and things kind of go against you. You know, injuries and, and you know, we were in the CHL, added games on and travel and things like that there. And, and then, you know, sometimes it just it just doesn't fall for some guys, it doesn't work out. And, you know, I, I think we're actually starting to see some of the best of some of the players. There's some players, I think, got written off um, and now they're starting to come into a little bit of a stride. I mean, probably too late for the league, let's be honest. You never say never and all that there sort of stuff, never quit. But at the end of the day, do Sheffield look like they're going to lose? Not really right now. We talked about it whenever we were doing commentary. They look like a good team right now. But the Giants can maybe gear themselves up to playoffs um, and really concentrate on that, get get ready for it and maybe you know hit that in our stride. But all those teams around us are, are, are playing well and we've seen that in Dundee. They played very well as well. I thought, I thought we'd done well to win that game. So, yeah, it's just a funny year. It's it's not it's not it's just not as easy as it was any other year. Not that any of the years are easy, but you just you can't win every year, unfortunately. Look, and, and I know you obviously I give you a call for commentating every once in a while. You're okay this weekend. Davy's coming home. Um right. but, uh, it's one of those ones where I, I really enjoy doing the games with you. I think you're very insightful. I know the boys above right. us agree right now as well. Absolutely. And you you I don't want to say you hate doing it, but you don't like doing it like the only problem is it's you can't really relax and watch the game, can you? You know, you're always sort of trying it. to trying to think about something to say because sometimes I'm daydreaming and you're like, "What do you think of that?" Thing? And I was like, "What do I think of what?" I'm like, "No idea what you're talking." <laughs> <laughs> you make something up, you know. Um, so, and then there's also you know there, there might be times where you think one of your teammates maybe isn't playing great. You don't want to say that, you know. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't want them to say it about me. So you always sort of back them. So. You're in a you're in a tricky sort of spot as well, but I mean it is it is it is nice to do it, and and if you get a good game, it can be fun. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take the fact you said I'm insightful. I get told that a lot, which which makes me kind of feel appreciated for doing it. I think you're great, man. I know the boys above us. I mean, Paddy, do you, you want to have a chip in here with it? I've that's my now that I live over here. It's how I engage mostly with the Belfast Giants and home games is, is listening to you says in either yourself or, or Gareth Martin. I think you both do a fantastic job and just as you're here, like you do, you, like, it's the insight that is given from the point of the point of view of the goalie and especially some of the times that, you know, you see Besco doing some things and, you some, and you're there just pointing out, that's not easy. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to watch this. You have to watch that. The insight that you, that you provide is phenomenal and you know, I know you put yourself down and you don't think you do a great job, mate, and I think the more you're told that then we i think one day you'll actually believe it um one one comment just to make um obviously it's not there was a fourth goalie brought into this uh into this system um yeah and from your from your point of view how interesting was that yeah it was interesting i was really interested to see how Petter um was going to play because he, he sort of played in that league that i played in whenever i was 21 or whatever um so I knew, you know, you can't really play in that league if you, you you can't bluff it, put it that way. It's not an easy league to play in. I, mean, I know it's down a level and things like that there. Excuse me, if I if you lose me, my opponent's going to die. Um, so basically, I was interested to see... Well, I'll see, sorry. Are you back? So I thought, I think my, my phone's about to die here. Um, so it was interesting to see how he's going to do. Obviously, he brings he brings a, a wealth of experience, just a, a high level sport, and it's very interesting. Especially he was in he was here whenever we were going through a, a real struggle, and and you know he, he I don't want to go too much about what he said, but he sort of talked about some tough times he went through in his career, and he went through some 
you know, nearly losing his career and, and had to be brave enough to, to fight back and, and, and decide to play again where he, he probably could have just said, no, that's enough and, and probably taken insurance money or whatever. But um, he was a battler and he wanted to play. So it's good to have him over. And obviously we had Wes away last week. So um, it's it's tough, you know, trading with two goalies, um, especially with Kiefer's prices are quite high intensive. So you'll, one guy is always getting a rest. So he really did help. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it, Besco got pulled the weekend before. So he, um, he really wanted to work. So... He it was basically me and Peter splitting in uh, in one end, and, and I was quite quite impressed with him. Um, really good guy, supportive, and he loves coming over to Belfast. I think he feels the love when he comes over here, and because all the Canadians and Americans didn't grow up watching him, they just treat him like anyone else. Jacko, how important is he? Bed, phone guy, still there, Andre? Still there, Andre? Ah, uh, never mind. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone for a wonder. <laughs> He's still there. He's still there. He just, that was going to be a brilliant question. Too. Never mind. Well, if he go, if he if he, uh, if, he, if he if he comes back, we'll um. We'll, we'll, he's we'll still there. Yeah, no, I think I think is he still? No, I think I think uh. he's just waiting to get a get a plugged in. If he comes back, we'll uh, we'll add him in. What I'll do is I'll crack with a bit on with a bit of news, and if Dicko comes back to join us, then we'll uh we'll bring him back in for a chat. Um, and what I'll do is while I'm doing that is uh, as I tend to do for those watching in on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter is the goals of the week so if i set those off the challenge cup is set um clan fell short as guildford returned to the final to face the steelers in sheffield on the 13th of march it was a four-point weekend for sheffield fife and cardiff who are on cardiff are actually on the crest of a nine-game winning streak they're uh, on really on the push um also in games fitting in around the gb i'll come to that in a second nottingham uh, picked up a win at home to Glasgow, having returned from a 16-goal thriller in Kirkcaldy. 9-7, they were beaten by Tom Coolen's men, who uh, who then subsequently drove straight down to Surrey and beat Guildford 3-2 at the Spectrum. Lifting, as Sis says earlier on, it's lifted five out of the out of the bottom two and, and put uh, Glasgow down into it. Um, as we mentioned uh, with Matt Ginn earlier, it was a bad weekend for the Storm. Shut out by Sheffield uh, in Sheffield and then soundly beaten 6-1, also soundly beaten 6-1 at home by Cardiff. Uh, likewise, no points for the Blaze, who were beaten by the league's top two teams, Cardiff on Friday, Sheffield on Sunday. Um, Team GB have waltzed into the next round of Olympic qualifications. They beat China 10-1, Serbia 11-0, and Romania 7-4. And the next round in Alberg in Denmark in 29th, from the 29th of August, they'll face uh, Denmark, Norway, and Kohei Sato's own Japan. And he helped them qualify for this next round. If you were watching us just the other week, um, Adam Keefe was talking about the, uh, the Russia-Belarus axis and what was coming um, in regards to qualification. The IHF has released a statement uh, on Monday, the 12th of February. The IHF Council reviewed the current safety risks associated with reincorporating the Russian and Belarusian national and club teams into IHF competitions. Uh, based on a thorough analysis, the Council concluded that it is not yet safe to incorporate, reincorporate Russian and Belarusian teams back into the competitions and therefore Russia and Belarus, Belarus will not participate in the 24-25 championship season. This decision will also apply to the Belarusian team regarding the final Olympic qualification round that will be played in August 2024. And as a result, Belarus was removed from Group D of the final Olympic qualification and in line with the decision taken in Portugal and Hungary, um, 
the highest ranked second place team from the combined ranking of round three will take the place and that uh, and the groups was were reseeded uh, accordingly so yes uh, Denmark Norway and Japan will t- join team GB uh, in uh, the next round of the <laughs> Olympic qualifiers just on that I'll play this here just on that gentlemen um we've said it many times but about how the Olympic qualification is so it's really important is uh, from a from a point of view of visibility of the sport so for uh, uh, there was a like uh, that was a GB but from a point of view of visit, visibility of the sport kind of disappointing that the qualifiers weren't more readily available I understand why not but but the fact that they're in this next round in August one step away I think from from reaching the Olympics is huge for for team GB and and for the sport in this country it's massive it's absolutely massive it really could be really really good for the sport and you know make no mistake about it is there only one team that qualifies for or two uh, I don't know I'll have to check you know, if it's only one it's they've got a mount in the climb Denmark are going to be good They've got a few NHL players who will be probably playing at that stage because the NHL won't have started up. Um, and then when you look at uh, Norway, I mean, they, they train July um, and August, so they'll be ready to go as well. GB boys, that, that's a really difficult time because whoever qualifies for the CHL, whether it's the Staters or whoever, ultimately the Staters have got the first choice. But, you know, that that's literally right about the first weekend of games in CHL as well. So, you know, with the greatest respect, Aaron Fox, if he's going to be the coach there next year, is not going to want Rob Dowd, uh, Brandon Whistle. Um, mm. I'm assuming these guys are going to return to Sheffield because there's not many of them leave Sheffield because um, they're very well looked after. But, you know, you, you, don't want, you don't want those guys leaving to go and play for GB in a tournament that you're looking to try and progress in for the CHL. Um, so it's a... It's a I thought that the, the timing of that was really difficult. I understand it's got a, you know, the the the, the Olympics are in, um, is it twenty? Twenty twenty six, isn't it? Oh, sorry, twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty four. I just twenty twenty four. You were so you know it, it's basically yeah. another eighteen months away. I don't understand why they need to play it at you know potentially eighteen months before the tournament starts. It's a really difficult time. I I just can't get my head around it. Is it to help the NHL? I, I very much doubt it because there's not many Norwegian there's, and there's not many Dan- Danish players playing the NHL as well. So Japan, I don't think they've got anybody right now. Um, so it's a difficult uh, date for them to go in. But GB have got a chance. They're there, like I said a long time. They all tie their skates the same way, get stuck in and take the words from Jonathan Phillips, you know, his, his positive team talk there when he had them in, in Madden <laughs> last year. Get stuck in and see where he, where he takes you, you know. Back in the back in the Sheffield Steelers lineup this week, John Phillips step, stepping in with, because they were short due to the, the, some of the players you mentioned. There says David, oh, your team. Oh no, he stepped in because it was a player's hit. But um, a big a big cheer for him in Sheffield. Um, David, your take on on where Team GB are in regards to this Olympic qualification? Um, for me, these games need to be live on BBC TV. That's that's where that's where the that's where Team GB need to aim to be. Live Saturday afternoon, BBC. Um, old, like the old days, you know, it's the only way to expose this best kept secret we'll keep talking about. You know, there's a, a via play and all while they're absolutely fabulous and it's great to be able to watch those GB games. 
it's got to be terrestrial as as such. No, it's everything's digital now, but you know what I mean by that. It has to be on um, on the BBC for me. Back to what it always was, you know, it's a BBC sport. The Olympics will be on BBC. You want your Olympic hockey on BBC as well. So, you know, best of luck to Team GB. They're, they've got themselves almost to the show. It's very, very difficult. Um, am I right in saying, Paddy, you were saying there that so Belarus and Russia aren't in the double IHF World Championships? Belarus are booted out of the Olympics, but Russia can go to the Olympics. Yeah, uh, hold on, I'll read the statement. Didn't the, I, didn't the double IHF guy yesterday say, oh, you can't have the Olympics without Russia, but it's okay to have it without Belarus? Sorry, Belarus. Belarus. Belarus have been removed from Olympic qualification, so I, I assume Russia yeah. have been removed from all competitions in 2024. Therefore, Russia and Belarus will not participate in the 24-25 championship season i assume that's the world championships yeah and this decision will also apply to the belarusian team regarding final olympic qualification round so obviously russia are of high enough ranking that they'd probably go straight into the olympics yeah. without having to go through a qualification round so like yeah. canada and the usa so whether they are removed from that it doesn't say it just says that no, the I'm, I'm pretty sure I, without getting into the politics at all i'm pretty sure the ihf guy yesterday said you can't have the olympics without russia you know, he which did. is an interesting, was, interesting take. Danny Dassel, the ex uh, chief executive or president of uh, of uh, the IIHF, said that yesterday. Here, guess what? Deco's back. Deco's back. back. Hey, Deco. Well, I mean, lads, what are you thinking about? <laughs> hey, that, that's going to be the name of my podcast. <laughs> yeah, podcast. So tell us, you, we were talking about it yesterday. Um, you know, you wanted a segment in the, on the ABFTB to do dicking about. So what are you going to do? Uh, it's just going to be me on a golf course with various players tearing up golf courses, breaking clubs and chatting nonsense. So By all means, get a camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, talk, us through your, talk us through your visit to McGurk's golf the other day. Oh, what a dream. Mm. Um, it was down Friday uh, with a guy, Joe, who, who's their fitter there. So they... No, I'm going to, I, I told facilities I was away doing Jad's work. I was away getting a club fit <laughs> the uh, But um, yeah, so I went down and they were like, oh, we'll fit you for a driver. So fit it before the driver. Hit, I actually wouldn't hit the driver very good that day. It was kind of annoying, but whatever. So they fitted me for the Cobra and then they were like, you get to keep it, the driver. So it was like, fantastic. Um, I was like, should have fit me for some irons while I'm here. So they, uh, <laughs> so they did, they, they put me, ran me through and, Fitted me for irons, and uh, they done. They said, "Well, basically, if you trade in your old clubs, um, we'll give you cost plus money off it." Blah blah blah. Done that. Got a hybrid as well. So, pretty much got a bag for next to nothing. To be completely honest, so they done me a really good deal. Um, so all excuses are now out the window. It's just me. So properly fitted and everything out there. So yeah, the guys McGurks were fantastic. They really looked after me and look forward to getting them because they're custom made. Basically, they're made. For me, you know, my spec shaft and lie angle and everything out there. So whenever whenever they come, uh, I'll do a bag unveil and uh, I'll make sure to give them a good shout out. <laughs> David, we were just talking uh, while you were talking about when you came back in, we we're talking from a, an international perspective. We were yeah. talking about Team GB, talking about Russia, talking about Belarus. What about the, this Ireland developmental squad? How, what, what, where does this sit at the minute? Well, we got the email last week saying we we're going to Porto to play and the, team, the teams were, well, so Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Liechtenstein, ourselves, Portugal, obviously. Um, but then next, uh, we got a, a mail a couple of days later saying it's basically 
kind of cancelled and they're, they're going to have to look for like a different spot or something out like there. So maybe, I don't know really, I'm not privy to what's going on or, or anything out like there, but maybe the rink's not ready because I know they're building a brand new rink in Portugal. So I'd say that's probably it. The rink's probably not ready. So I guess they're sort of scrambling now to see if they can either rearrange it or something out like there. I hope they can, to be honest. Um, I was looking forward to it. It was, it was good fun. Um, you know, a couple more teams in this year as well. And it's just it's an opportunity for me to go play as well. Um, there's a bunch of guys from Belfast um, who go to it now. So basically, if it goes great, I'll be there. Uh, and if it doesn't, then I don't know. Don't know what the plan is. One of the time you were on this podcast, you tried to recruit Iron Murphy. Did he ever? Did he ever take you up on that? No, no, he didn't. know. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has his Irish pass if he wanted to play. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he actually probably could make the team. To be honest with you, there's. Uh, there's some, there's some. We've got a lot of Canadians anyway, so he wouldn't. He'd feel at home, you know, Canadians with with Irish passports. There's there's at least a line of them, and then we've got a guy Carpenter plays in Switzerland. We've got a guy playing in Holland. Obviously, I'm playing here. So I think who else? Jimmy Ferguson from Belfast. You would know Adam Robinson. You should know he's played a few games in Belfast. Yeah. He's playing Whitley at the minute. Yeah, at the minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who else from Belfast. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with goalie. Actually, I actually heard they might they might have a a dual national from America as well, sort of Irish passport, American passport, but I don't know. I, I don't, I have no runnings of it. I, if I get picked, I get picked, that sort of thing, you know, and because obviously I'm quite busy with the Giants, it's actually quite hard for me to make the training sessions, so I, I, I very rarely hear anything. It's just wherever I get on the emails. Well, we always talk, it often comes up, especially when we're talking to some of the young lads coming through the system, it's, it's the lack of ice, isn't it? It's the lack of ice and, and, and the facilities to be able to play that sort of hamper that sort of. How important is it, both maybe north and south of the border, to, to just, you know, that there is a, more ice for these guys to be able to play on and to bring players through? Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, without without an ice rink, are you going to play ice hockey? Simple as that. So all those guys play inline or they have to drive, you know, hours and hours and hours up to you know, the ice bowl at, at terrible times at night. You know, you're not getting on the ice most times till about half ten at night. Um, I sort of know all about that from coming even just from Balmoney, and that's an hour, you know, when there's no traffic. So those guys here are coming from Dublin and further, Kilkenny and things like that there. It's it's not fun for them. It's not cheap either. Um, so, yeah, the more the more ice rinks, the better. But, I mean, they're not cheap to build, are they? So and, and nobody really wants to fund them. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. That's the reason, you know, whenever Simon would have played in the... World Championships of Ireland, they had a rink in the in the, the Republic of Ireland and they had like a house league or whatever. And those are the two requirements to play in the World Championships. So we're, we're probably actually better than a lot of teams that are in the World Championships, but you can't play in it because you need to have a full-time rink. And I think for a while they they, they got away with saying Dundonald was, you know, whatever way they yeah. want to work it. But realistically they don't have a rink in the south of Ireland so they can't play in the World Championships which is a real shame because it'd be something I'm sure if there was a, a proper chance to play in the, the real World Championships I know you're down the levels you know don't get me wrong but it's still the yeah. World Championships and still you know, World we Championships, don't jump right, yeah. Yeah, we don't definitely jump at the chance to do it so I can't see there being a rink any time before I retire anyway I mean they're not cheap and they're not they're not quick to build no. Simon what's yeah, your experience I, of playing those World Championships? I had a great time um, it was great crack and, and you know they're we we were lucky enough that I play with a lot of guys from Belfast, and you know we were, um, you know I think there was I think there's twenty, I think there's twenty three guys in that two thousand and seven in Dundalk. That's seventeen years ago. I, I watched that game. I went to that game. So there would have been there would have been yeah. you, Hugh Smith and Nett, 
Yeah. Kevin Kelly. The three Morrisons. Yeah. Uh, would you have Lakey, Trevor Kennedy, yourself? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, but mm-hmm. when you look at the, that, that 23, that 23, uh, 23 players, there was three. There was a kid from Sweden. Uh, there was three from North America. Kevin Kelly, the goalie, was living in Toronto and learned most of his hockey in the in, in, in Dublin years and years ago. Um, and then the rest of us were all from Belfast. Um, and it was it was like in fairness, it was really good. But the problem is that Dundalk thing, that Dundalk pad is still there. And I know that the, the IIHA have been trying to get this organized for a long, long time. And they I believe they had funding in place to take it over, but the owners off that, I think it's DK. Dundalk Institute of Technology, I can't remember, I think it's them, who own that facility, the Dundalk Dome, the Ice Dome in Dundalk. And that everything's still there. The boards are all still there. The ice pad hasn't been dug up. It's still there. I just can't get my head around why they won't let the IIHF take over the rink, open it up again. The facility and, the, and why Dundalk Town aren't actually doing anything about it as well is, is absolutely bizarre. But there's to play in the world championships and and uh, you know play with. I was more interested in playing with those guys that, that basically don't want to say grew up with because it was probably one of the oldest in the team. But watching these guys and kids grow up um, was a real opportunity to. And and we played really well. Like we played, you no, know, we were opportunity for that. We won the silver medal that year. The, the year after, I think the won gold. Um, got the chance to go to Iceland in 2006, which was great as well. But um, no, it's difficult to. With no facilities here and and Donald Ice Bowl, you know, being as as Dicko's already touched on, being up and you know Donald and a lot of kids traveling from Kilkenny and and further afield, it's tough. It, but you find a way to get it done if you want to get it done. And there is, I mean, Will Fitzgerald's working his tail off for the IIHF and O'Ar and Gulia. There's there is a um there's a a development league in Dundonald. I I coach the Spartans right now and we're. I know, but it's it's beer league. You know, it's it's not. I wouldn't say competitive. It's more beer league than anything else. Just to get a few games, it's three twenty-minute running periods. We had a game the other night, um, but it, it's it's just really tough. And you're you're not going to develop the sport in Northern Ireland or Ireland as a whole right now because there's no facilities, and that's that's not going to change anytime soon. The the arena itself, obviously, being the multi-purpose arena and only open for for Giants, um, and you get the, the odd uh, junior Giants games in there as well, but it, it's 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 going to start falling on his knees if there's not more ice available for hockey, and it, that, that's that's going to be a real shame if that's the case. I think that's the case. It's, it's, it's something, it's a drum that we're always beating, and I know a lot of people are, a lot of people are always beating the fact that, you know, we see, we can see the talent coming through. We can see some of the lads from like, the Hamels, and, and we see, you know, Mac, and we see Kel, and we see that these lads are playing really well, and, and the talent that couldn't come through if we just invest more in the facilities. But I guess, you know, sometimes you're, you're met with a brick wall, unfortunately, because the money, we know that money has to go in other, in other directions. Um, it, it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I, I'm you know 36 now. And there's not a chance that I should be the only goalie. You know, whenever I'm hurt, we have to bring a guy in from England. That's ridiculous. What other team would have that? You know, if if you're in England and, and you're in, I don't know, Guildford or something, you, you'll bring up your under 20s goalie or five. They can do that. You know, we can't do that here. We've no junior goalies under 20s running like out there um, who are who are ready to step up, and that just shows like a lack of a lack of. 
of filter through now and, and the reason why is because nobody can play games anymore and nobody nobody wants to spend the money to travel back and forth to scotland the one that whenever they get to 17 they want to do other things they want to spend money on you know socializing and, and buying cars and things like that there that's very true what do you think what what, what can we expect from the belfast jams coming into the stretch here Dico? it's tough um because we've had, so I don't want to, I don't want to jinx any momentum that we're on. But hopefully, if we can get a few of these guys back into our lineup, Spears up to full speed, um, Coops back, Princey back, you know, I think that you know there's a there's a top line of of, of big bodies that'll really help us out. And you know, if we can if we can get hot down the stretch here and go into the playoffs with a little bit of momentum, guys, you know, starting to find some form, you know, I think we're a team to be reckoned with. I mean, I certainly wouldn't write us off completely in a couple of one-off games. Um, we've got a few big tests coming up. You know, we, we haven't played Sheffield much this year and they are a good team. I think that's going to be a real measuring yard for us. I know we've been very inconsistent this year. Win one, lose one, which isn't really our way for for, for periods of the year, but we're hoping to find some consistency. Um and, you know, we, we, we've got bodies coming back and that'll hopefully strengthen the squad and touch wood we don't get any more injuries this year. And what's the what, what's the determination like in the room? I, 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 obviously, I see stuff, you know, guys not caring and things like that. There. It's, it's, it's not the case. Sometimes I think guys care too much and they end up overdoing it and trying to do too much. And In hockey, they call it gripping the stick. You know, you're really gripping the stick too tight and you don't play loose, you don't play free, you don't play the way you usually do. Um because earlier on, in, in, early in the season, we were a good team. You know, I thought I thought we had a good chance of winning this league. You know, we were going on runs. We were doing well in Europe. And the wheels really sort of fell off there in, in, in around November time, didn't it? And, and you know, we're starting to hopefully recover now. I mean, you know, we've had some shootout losses and overtime losses, which, you know, add to the, you know, if we can get those wins, it really puts us in a different spot. But as I said, Sheffield, whenever they come to town, I think um, it'll be interesting to see how we measure up against them because they look like a very good hockey team this year. Absolutely. Listen, mate, we really appreciate you coming on and then coming back. We, yeah. Uh, we, Sorry um, if it's more uh, getting off air. I thought I didn't realise this was live, even though it says live in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. The um, uh, good luck. Good luck with the uh, the, the degree and um, uh, and finishing Cheers. all that. And uh, that's that's hard work, but um, you deserve it. And um, yeah, best of luck. Yeah, all right, lads. Have a good one. See you there. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Big thanks to Andrew Dixon for his time. Oh, Just man. one more um, one more little piece of business before we sort of start to shut things down in this oh. week's show. Uh, the standings. Um, as we said, the Sheffield Steelers, 63 points with 35 games. They are 14, 14 points up on the Cardiff Devils. Uh, they're in 49. <laughs> We're just behind that in 44. Guildford in fourth on 43. Uh, Coventry Blaze, 38. Dundee Stars, 37 points. Manchester Storm, 34 points from 36 games. Fife have pulled themselves out of those bottom two but uh, on 33 points. But Glasgow do have two games on them. They're on 32 points. Nottingham Panthers did get a win this week, but they're still on 27 points with only eight regulation wins this season. Um Two games this weekend. Sorry, two games this weekend. Two games in the next week. Uh, we are at home. Sorry, we are. Away. I'm all over the place tonight, boys. We are away to the Manchester Storm on Wednesday night at uh, 7.30pm at Planet Ice in Altrium. Uh, Valentine's night. Looking forward to it. Uh, if, if you are not making your way there and spending it with your uh, with the, the one true love of your life, then uh, then you can watch it on Storm TV. 
Uh, and then the storm come back on Sunday to the SSE Arena at 4 p.m. And you can spend that with Mr. Kitchen or get yourself down there to the SSE Arena. Any other business, boys? I'm right, happy. Yeah, I'm fed up, but let's not talk about it on our. <laughs> Fair enough. Get your get get your votes in for Daniel Tedesco in the cha- in the Champions Hockey League goal of the season award. Get it. It's on the Belfast Giant socials. We'll share it on our own. Um, not from yourself, says. I'm good. All right then. Big thanks to Daniel Tedesco, Andrew Dixon, and Matt Ginn. Big thanks to everybody who's been interacting on uh, on um, YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter and the likes. Like I say, two games Wednesday night, seven thirty p.m. away to the Storm. Get that on Storm TV, and then get yourself down to the SSE Arena on Sunday, four p.m. The Storm are back in our barn, and if you can't do it, Mister Kitchen and Mister Majemsey will take you through it on Belfast Giants TV. Thanks to you, gents, for... Uh, I'm not doing that. That's it. Yeah, that's that way. The, um, big thanks to you, boys, as always. Good to chat with you. you always enjoy it. And um, you can get us on at AVFTB on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the usual podcast providers, and uh, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And uh, we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.